Welcome back to Fan Fatales. Take a ride with us on the Hogwarts Express. Walk down Main Street with our best super pals. And defy gravity as we talk about all things fandom. Welcome back to Fan Fatales, a member of the Real Fans Podcast Network. I'm Emma. And I'm Gabby. And happy Women's History Month for the last week. Yes. Also sad. Um, of 2023 but for this, at least. Yes, just for 2023. Don't worry, we have like already so many planned for next year. Um, mm-hmm. But for the last episode for this year, um, we're going to talk about the real life women that inspired the Dora Milaje and their history in the comics as well. Yes. Um, so should we get started? Yeah, go for it. So I actually have this in reverse order where we're going to talk about the history of the Dora Milaje and then talk about the women who inspired them because sure. the history of them in the comics kind of goes into more stuff with the history of them. So, okay. So you can see the similarities between the two. Um, so I got all of this from IGN.com, which was a article about the secrets of the Dora Milaje from the comics. Um, so the first little like subheading we have is protecting T'Challa since 1996. Black Panther has been a part of Marvel Comics since 1966, but the Dora Milaje did not appear until 32 years later. Um, Christopher Priest's iconic Black Panther run introduced the King's personal bodyguards in the first issue. Um, Dora Milaje means adored ones in Wakandan, um, which was refu- um, which is revealed in the first couple pages, and the warriors were chosen as representatives of their tribe, which was considered a great honor. The Dora Milaje spoke the Hausa language with their king and among themselves, and, um, oh no, um, <laughs> Nakia Shuku, is that how you say it? I think so. And Okoye, who we know, um, we're still we quite young Nakia, when we right? What? We also know Nakia. Yeah, because Nakia, Nakia is T'Challa's lover. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Nakia, Shuku, and Okoye were still quite young when readers first met them and the Dora Milaje. Um, Narrator Everett K. Ross described them clumsily as Amazonian teenage karate chicks from two Wakandan tribes. They protected their king as he completed his duties both as T'Challa and the Black Panther, And during a mission in New York City, Mephisto tricked T'Challa into kissing Nakia, a mistake that would come to haunt the Dora Milaje and the Black Panther. Like you said, lover. Yes. Um, so the next little, like, subheading is potential queens. 
Ross also defined the Dora Milaje as wives in training for the king, quote, keeping them in his family as potential wives somehow kept the peace between the city dwellers and the tribal factions, he explained. But T'Challa considered that role purely ceremonial, as the only training in wives in training was in combat and in deadly weapons. When? Yeah. Um, as for the wife he eventually chose, T'Challa married, oh no, Ororo Monroe. Who is Storm oh! from the X-Men. Who's Storm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I just, why, why is her first name look so weird? I don't know. That's really weird. Okay, but yes, he married Storm. Um, the Dora Milaje then continued to serve as the king's advisors. Eventually, the royal superheroes found themselves embroiled in the Civil War on the side of Captain America. And when Black Widow intervened to stop T'Challa, two Dormelage disarmed her and took her down quickly. In time, the warriors' roles as potential wives and queens diminished until the tr- tradition was abandoned outright. In fact, as it should be. two Dormelage did fall in love among their own ranks. Aww. Yeah. We're going to talk about their little love story next. Oh, yay! So, the first arc of Roxanne Gay's World of Wakanda in 2016 gave readers an inside look into how the Dora Milaje lived and trained under the watchful eye of Mistress Zola. Emma had to clarify for me that that's her name, not the name of the thing. Yeah. But, still fitting. Very fitting. Very fitting. Um... Quote, your service will require sacrifice, end quote, she told the prospective warriors. She and Captain Aneka trained them at Yupanga, the headquarters of the Dora Milaje, and among the initiates' ranks was a young Ayo. Aneka and Ayo felt an instant connection and immediately butted heads. Their feelings eventually turned to love. When Aneka was sentenced to death for killing an abusive villain, Ayo stole technology, advanced prototype suits, and freed her from her prison. The two became the Midnight Angels in the pages of Tanishi Coates' first Black Panther run in 2016, and they are no longer Dora Milaje, but instead vigilantes seeking justice for the mistreated women of Wakanda. Yes. I want to see if 100%. these are the like, high-powered suits in um wakanda for it is they are the suits that they wear in wakanda forever so it makes teal. sense yeah yeah I, sense. I wanted to know if that's what it was because that'd be cool mm-hmm. it is cool yeah so nakia's villainous turn is the next uh is the next little subheading we have here and so here we go. Um, the kids that Nakia and T'Challa shared in New York became an obsession for the young Dora Milaje. Oikoye tried to dissuade her fellow warriors from her fantasy, excuse me, fellow warrior, um, Nakia, from her fantasy of marrying the king, but Nakia insisted that T'Challa loved her. She tried to kill a woman he loved named Monica Lynn, and the king expelled her back to her tribe. She crashed her vehicle as she fled from the palace, and... Akibi? Akibi? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, <clears throat> an enemy of T'Challa captured and tortured her. 
Eventually, Nakia was saved and transformed by none other than Eric Killmonger. <laughs> yep. She adopted the name Malice and sought to claim T'Challa solely for herself. Broken mentally, but enhanced with superhuman strength and reflexes. That kind of sounds um, Winter Soldier-y. That's what I was thinking! I was all, Bucky? Malice also had access to an herb that could brainwash men to do her bidding. Okay, kind of low. Yeah, same. <laughs> I didn't want to say that and be, like, weird, but, like, But, same. like, also, kind of low. That's kind of cool. I love. Um, That's, like, okay, sis. She was defeated by T'Challa, but it would be years before the last confrontation took place between Malice, the Dora and Black Panther. In the 2018 mini-crossover event, Wakanda Forever, Okoye, Anika, and Ayo teamed up with Spider-Man, the X-Men, and the Avengers to oppose Nakia and end the death and destruction she had wrought as Malice. Imagine if Which we is got not... that in Wakanda Forever. I was just going to say, that is not the same <laughs> plot at all. Could you imagine? I'm sorry, but Spider-Man, the X-Men, and the Avengers? Plus the Dora Milaje teamed up to oppose what I can only assume Nakia and Eric Killmonger. Yeah. Down. I wish we got that. <laughs> yeah. Not that Wakanda Forever Not that Wakanda Forever wasn't amazing. Because it was. Because it was. Yeah. It was great. And Angela Bassett got snubbed at the Oscars, just saying. Just saying. Um, but congratulations <laughs> to the costume designer. Yeah. She won. And and Jamie Lee Curtis, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Nakia <laughs> finally faced her king, um, and to her shock, T'Challa apologized for failing her so many years ago. Nakia came back to the Dora Milaje and fought alongside them for one last time, and she died shortly after. Could you imagine a man apologizing? Whoa. I know, right? Especially, like, in power? Whoa. Yeah. Especially for something, like, that deep. Yeah. Like, like that's, like, a pretty big deal. He recognized that, like, his actions affected her. I agree. That is... This- amazing this just further solidifies my thought that t'challa is the ideal man yeah yeah he's a king a king in many ways yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) in in multiple ways yeah so um yeah we love love um so as the mantle of Black Panther led T'Challa to face worldwide threats alongside the Avengers, the Dora Milaje began to realize that they were needed more at home than at his side. After the destructive events of the Infinity crossover, they renounced T'Challa. He had been away from Wakanda when it was devastated by Thanos. They discovered he had also teamed up with the enemy of Wakanda, Namor, in the fight against Thanos, an act that was considered treasonous. Quote, you've lost your way, end quote, the Dora Milaje told T'Challa in New Avengers 2013, number 12. Quote, you've lost your soul, end quote. Whoa! Yeah. Especially because um, we see Namor in the two Black Panther films. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it's so crazy to see how much changed from the comics to 
totally his story totally i mean i also wonder if he survived the snap in the comics because this is making it seem like he did i guess he did i mean it makes it seem like he did yeah and like i don't know i don't think it's better one way or the other i think they're both very interesting stories they're just like not really related (laughs) i don't know yeah it's very good oh Um, i love this next point yeah the Dora Milaje pledged their allegiance to Queen Sherry and his place. In time, Black Panther made peace with Anika and the Dora Milaje as Coates' first Black Panther run concluded. T'Challa proposed a new constitution and a new form of de- um, democratic government for Wakanda. He would remain king, but to represent the nation, not to rule it as a tyrant. And one Dora Milaje had stayed at his side through it all, which was Okoye. General Okoye. Of course. Be- of course. We, we see this in Black Panther. Like, yeah. Um, but she became the leader of the Agents of Wakanda in Black Panther and the Agents of Wakanda 2019 issue number one. The team was put together by Black Panther to gather intel for the Avengers and handle any immediate threats. Even when leading an unusual lineup with Wasp, Mockingbird, Man Wolf and more, Okoye's heart remained true to her king and Wakanda above all else. Aww. Yeah. I just love that we're getting um, some wasp content in our Black Panthers episode. Right? Like, love her. Yeah. And this love is Hulk. almost kind of like these like unusual team-ups and lineups that I've seen in this kind of remind me of some that happen in DC that are started mm. by women. There's one mm. that they completely changed when making the movie called The Birds of Prey, which was started oh, yeah. by actually Oracle or Barbara Gordon herself. And it was just like all these women fighting together. In a non-like but in the movie, Infinity War and game style <laughs> sequence. I, I I liked Birds of Prey. Yeah. Birds of Prey, of course, it's Harley Quinn, po- Poison Ivy. Yeah. Or not Poison Ivy in no. the movie. Uh, it's... Uh... Poison Ivy also joins the Birds of Prey in the comics, which is why I said that. I can't remember any other names, but I can, like, see the squad. Yeah. But I don't know. I saw it a long time ago when it first came out, and then I was like, okay. Yeah. The costume designer did a great job. Yeah. Love the costume designer. Yeah. Okay. So. So. Dora Milaje, they were based on this group of women called the Dahomey Warriors or the Dahomey Amazons. Just depends on what article you're reading about them. So. Shall we get into their, like, history? Yeah. Holy smokes. This is a lot. Yeah. It's about. Um, two and a half pages of their history. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Western observers and historians named them due to their similarity to the mythical Amazons of ancient Anatolia and the Black Sea. The third king of Dahomey is said to have originally started the group, which would become the Amazons, as a group of elephant hunters called the Gebeto. Mm-hmm. Sure. 
And European sure. merchants recorded their presence. According to tradition, the king's son, King Ajaja, um, successfully used them in Dahomey's defeat of the neighbor here, neighboring kingdom of Sevi in 1727. The group referenced as Mino, meaning our mothers, came from the male army of Dahomey. From the time of King Gezo, Dahomey came, became increasingly warmongering. He placed great importance on the army, increasing its budget and formalizing its structure from a ceremonial to a stern military. Gezo recruited both men and women soldiers from foreign captives, Through women, though women soldiers were also recruited from free Dahomeyan women, some enrolled as young as eight years old. Yeah. Some women... Um, some women... Go ahead. Some women in Fon society became soldiers voluntarily, while others were involuntarily enrolled if their husbands or fathers complained to the king about their behavior. Don't love that. No. Membership among the Mino was supposed to hone any aggressive character traits for war. During their membership, they were not allowed to have children or be a part of married life. They were legally married to the king. So many of them were virgins. The regiment had a semi-sacred status intertwined with the Fawn belief in Vodun. The Mino trained with intense physical exercise, and they learned survival skills and indifference to pain and death, storming acacia thorn defenses in military exercises and executing prisoners. Wow! Yeah. Discipline was emphasized. Serving in the Mino offered women the opportunity to, quote, rise in positions of command and influence, end quote, in an environment structured for individual empowerment. The Mino were also wealthy and held high status. The Mino took a prominent role in the Grand Council debating the kingdom's policy. From the 1840s to the 1870s, when the opposing party collapsed, they generally supported peace with, uh, hold on, Abelkuta? I think and so. Stronger com- I think so. I think that that's the best i'm gonna get i we try you guys you guys have no idea we try so hard to like make sure we say these names right and like google just doesn't help sometimes no it's we we look and we search and sometimes it just you gotta go so um yeah i hope i hope i hope it doesn't come across as like being disrespectful because that's not the intention we just we can't find anywhere to say things properly it's fine. Um, so they generally supported supported peace with Abelkuta and stronger commercial relations with England, favoring the trade in palm oil above that in slaves. Because yes, goods are much better than people. When you're yeah, just yeah. saying, um, <laughs> this set them at odds with their male military colleagues. Apart from the council, the annual customs of Dahomey included a parade and review of the troops and the troops swore an oath to the king. The celebrations on the 27th day of the annual customs consisted of a mock battle in which the Amazonians attacked a, quote, fort, and, quote, captured slaves within. A custom recorded by the priest Francisco Boguero in his diaries. The women soldiers were rigorously trained and given uniforms. 
by the mid-19th century, they numbered 1,000 and 6,000 women, about a third of the entire Dahomey army, um, according to reports written by visitors. These documented reports also indicated that the women soldiers suffered several defeats. Um, the women soldiers were said to be structured in parallel with the army, with a center wing, the king's bodyguards, flanked on both sides, each under separate commanders. Some accounts note that each male soldier had a female warrior counterpart. In a mid-19th century account by an English observer, it was documented that the women with these stripes of whitewash around each leg were honored with marks of distinction. The women's army consisted of many regiments, huntresses, riflewomen, reapers, archers, and gunners. Each regiment had different uniforms, weapons, and commanders. In the latter period, the Dohemian female warriors were armed with Winchester rifles, clubs, and knives. Units were under female command. The Dahomey Kingdom was often at war with its neighbors, and captives were needed for the Middle Passage. Um, the Dahomey women soldiers fought in slave raids and unsuccessful wars against Abuguta. <laughs> European intrusion into West Africa gained pace during the latter half of the 19th century with the 1884 Berlin Conference. In 1890, King yes, um, started fighting French forces during the First Franco-Dohemian War. European observers noted that the women, quote, handled admirably, end quote, in hand-to-hand -hand combat, but fired their flintlocks from the hip rather than firing from the shoulder. The Amazonians participated in one major battle, um, Kotonu, where thousands of Dohemi, including many Amazons, charged the French lines and engaged the defenders in hand-to-hand -hand combat. Despite the compliments given to them by the Europeans, the Amazons were decisively crushed, with several hundred Dohemi troops being gunned down. At the same time, reportedly 129 Dohemi were killed in melee combat within French lines. By the end of the Second Franco-Dohemi um, War, uh, special units of the Amazons were being assigned specifically to target French officers. After several battles, the French prevailed and ended the independent Dahomean Kingdom. Um, the French soldiers, particularly of the French Foreign Legion, were impressed by the boldness of the Amazons and later wrote about their incredible courage and audacity in combat. Against a military unit with decidedly superior weaponry and a longer bayonet, however, the Dohemi war excuse me, the Dohemian Amazons could not prevail. During a battle with French soldiers at a get on, yeah, a geon, add, add John, that's what it is, add John. On October sixth, during the Second War, the bulk of the Amazon Corps was wiped out in a matter of hours in hand-to-hand -hand combat after the French engaged them with a bayonet charge. Troops were disbanded when the kingdom became a French uh, protectorate. 
Oral tradition states that some surviving Amazons secretly remained in Abomey afterwards, um, where they quietly assassinated some French officers. Other stories say the women pledged their services to protect Ujoli Agbo, the brother of Behansen, disguising themselves as his wives to guard him. Some, some of the women married... Go ahead, you go. I talked a lot. Some of the women married and had children, while others remained single. According to a historian who traced the lives of almost two dozen ex-Amazons, all the women displayed difficulties adjusting to life as retired women, often struggling to find new roles in their communities that gave them a sense of pride comparable to their former lives. Um, many tended to start fights or arguments that frightened their neighbors and relatives. Between 1934 and 1942, several British travelers in Ben Hinn's capital of Abomey recorded encounters with ex-Amazons, now old women who spun cotton or idled around courtyards. An unknown number of women are said to have trained with the members of the Dohemi Amazons after they were disbanded, continuing the tradition, excuse me, yet never seeing combat. Around 2019, Black Panther's Lupita Nyong'o, uh, the actress who played Nakia, interviewed one of those who is still alive for the TV documentary Women, Warrior Women with Lupita Nyong'o. In this documentary, Nyong'o got to meet Lali de Souza, who shared stories of her grandmother, who was a member of the Dohemi Amazons. The documentary film began with Lupita, with Lupita Nyong'o narrating about her experience working on Black Panther and how the movie has impacted a global audience. Yet, she knows very little about the Ahosi or the Dohemi Amazons, even though they inspired the Dora Milaje. The last survivor of the Dohemi Mino is thought to have been a woman named Nawi. In a 1978 interview in the village of Quinta, a Beninzi historian met Nawi, who claimed to have fought in the French in 1892. Um, she died in November of 1979, aged well over 100 years old. Wow. Yeah. It, it's That's crazy so cool. that, like, this all happened so close that, like, Lupita was able to um, talk to someone who's the granddaughter of one of these women. Yeah. That is, that is a pretty, like, like, we're talking about the 19th century, but, like... Yeah. I mean, it's still it's still a pretty big deal. What, 1934, 1942 is when they were already disbanded? Yeah, well disbanded. Yeah. So, so it's kind of cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. I think I think they're pretty awesome. Same. Plus, like, the way they're represented in the films is so, so nice. Like, they, yeah, they and are... they're represented in a lot of other media, um, too. Totally. Um, it's just Black Panther's the most mainstream of these. I think, I think it's also the most direct translation. Yeah. I think, I think, yes, the Amazons of, like, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Absolutely. Some aspects, but... Think, but... Yeah. I think there's, I think there's other aspects taken from like Roman culture and like, right? Like we've yeah, talked about before. Yeah, Roman. Yeah. Like we've talked about before, their costume inspiration was like in, insanely Roman and Greek. Like yeah. when it came to the armor and like 
Especially that one piece that the mother wears with the alligator skin. Like, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. But still, I think this is very cool. And it's awesome to know, like, a little bit of history behind, you know, who who are considered, like, some of the greatest warriors in yeah. the Marvel Universe. And at this point in time, they were the most profound in in the world when they were around. I mean... Think about it. How common do you hear about, you know, in the 19th century, a group of women warriors? Like, that Never. didn't happen. No. Exactly. They're, like, pretty much the only ones. Exactly. So. It, it's it's pretty amazing. Pretty, yeah, it's very significant. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're badasses. Same. Like, like, in World War Two. Here we go again. Gabby coming out with these World War Two facts. Um, there is, there was a group of, I can't remember what country they were from. I think they were like some Slavic nation. Um, but there was a group of women snipers who like together had a total of like, like 400 kills or something like that. And there was yeah. like 12 of them. Yeah. Or, um, and I, I think I've talked about this show before, um, but it's called Bold. It had its world premiere in Orlando. So I went to see it because a lot of my friends were in it. Um, and it's about World War Two and these female spies that would go undercover because people didn't suspect them at all because they were women. Yeah. So, like, of course these, like, female groups and, like, spies and tribes were there, but they were more undercover and, like, hidden in history. Yeah. And they weren't, you know, the guys fighting on the front lines at D-Day. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to to acknowledge and recognize that these were women who literally were in combat. Sac- yeah, in combat, sacrificing well, their lives. Yeah, easily 200 years before it happened in the rest of the world. Yeah. Like it probably it wasn't until like the 70s that there was a woman woman in the like army like fighting yeah. front lines. Don't quote me on that. But it's, like, it's not, t- it's, like, within the past 50 it's years. It's still pretty new. Yeah. Like, like, yes, there was, like, women's land army, and, like, they were involved, but it was all yeah. here. It was never in combat. It was all, like, at the home front. And so, yeah, like, it was all at the seeing, home front. Yeah, and talking about, like, women who actually, like, traveled and went and, like, were in combat. That's, yeah. It, it's I think that's why, um... Again, Bold, like, had such an impact, because I didn't know about these women who were spies. Yeah. Fighting kind of the front lines, too. Yeah. It's very cool. I think this is a great way to end Women's History Month, by talking about these... I think so, too. Warriors. Yeah, absolutely. They, like, carved a path well before the rest of the world let women do this kind of stuff. Yeah. And so when I, were they made again? Like 1727. There you go. 1727. So it was, so oh they were around pre-America. Yep. By like as a, a government, yeah. As our own nation, not as a. Yeah, continent. not as a colony. Yeah, not as a colony. Um, but yeah, they've been around a long, long, long time. 
Like I'm, I've been watching Outlander recently, and it's like all about like the Jacobite Revolution, and it starts yeah. around this time. Wow. It takes place around this time, and it's 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 very interesting to see like the role of women depicted, and like they're just supposed to be taken advantage of, and like they are supposed to let men take advantage of them and not fight back, and like. But then it's their fault if it happens and their yeah. husband can leave them, right? Like, it's it's just, like, And bizarre. I mean, we were talking about the women that inspired all these Broadway musicals last right. week. Who, like, we were talking about the six queens who would have been right around this time. Yeah. And seeing them as, I don't want to say defenseless, because they all had their own battles to yeah. fight. But there wasn't really much they could do. But there wasn't, yeah. Like, at the end of the day, they were, they were just women in quotes, yeah. you know. So, I am very appreciative for women like the Dohemia Warriors who kind of flipped that on their head. Yeah. And uh, paved paved the way for for us to be where we're at today. Yeah. Very cool. So shall we get Very into cool. this fandom news? Yeah. This is going to be such a short episode, my I guy. Like, just about to say that. This is only going to be like a 40-minute episode, cutting out all the flubs and stuff. Yeah. Wow. Um, so anyway, Lucas Hedges and Mike Fast will be making their West End debuts in Brookback Mountain at Soho Play- Place. A Beautiful Noise, the Neil Diamond musical, will embark on a North American tour in 2024. Disney Storm launches in early access on April 18th for PC and consoles. Find out what's in store when you hit the racetrack with some of your favorite Disney and Pixar characters. The latest Disney 100 collection has arrived on Shop Disney, the 1930s, an infamous era for Disney that brought us Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, the band concert, and more, is the latest to be featured in the Disney 100 Decades collection. Danny DeVito will return to Broadway in Teresa Rebeck's I Need That with Roundabout New York City. Anne L. Nathan and Paolo Montalban will join the cast of Funny Girl on Broadway. Anne Hathaway and Michaela Cole will star in a new pop music film from A24, Mother Mary, with original music by Charlie XCX and Jack Antonoff. The Room on Broadway's producer has released a statement after the announcement of it being postponed indefinitely. What did it say? What did the statement say? I don't remember. It was like basically like kind of like... We don't have enough money, all this stuff. And I think their producer was supposed to be the same guy that did the Paradise Square that, like, had that whole issue. Shame. So it was a different producer releasing a statement being like, since he had to pull out, we didn't have enough money we to got screwed. put it on uh, and got screwed over. That sucks. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Hours of operation at Disney's Hollywood Studios have been extended for the first two weeks of April. 
Hurtle through hyperspace with the return of Hyperspace Mountain. Plus, touch down in a faraway galaxy filled with epic encounters, exciting flavors, and more during Star Wars Month returning to Disneyland Resort May 1st to June 4th, 2023. We got a first look with Brandy as Queen Cinderella in the upcoming Disney Plus movie Descendants Rise of Red. This first look also allowed audiences to see that Paolo Montalban is also reprising his role from the Brandy, 90s Brandy Cinderella with the new upgrade for the character to King Charming. I love the way they did her hair. Same. I love her, how Descendants hair gorgeous. is always beautiful. Oh, right. There is not one person in Descendants that I'm like, mm, not cute hair. Everybody has cute hair. There were some times with the two boys in the beginning. But yeah, I liked it. I thought the videos that they posted were very sweet. Same. Of them, like, talking, being like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. Like, and thank, thank you. you. You're, um, the film changed my life. All this stuff. Yeah. It was adorable. So cute. Yeah. Speaking of Plus, kind of, like, adorable things that have come on the internet recently, have you seen ha um, Halle Bailey at Magic Kingdom and the little girl that ran up to her being, like, Ariel? No! And, like, the giant hug. It was a, a very adorable video because she was just, like, there and she was part of the parade and they had her in a carriage with Tiana. And That's afterwards so she was sleeping and a little girl came up to her and was like, Ariel! Aww, is this, like, little so black sweet. girl? love yeah representation so matters yeah so cute yeah love 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 thanks for listening to this week's episode of fan fatales we are proud part of the real fans podcast network that's right and if you want to check out more shows on the network you can find them at rf4rm.com oh boy we can't keep it together today can we no Next week, we will be talking about the brand new um, Hogwarts Legacy game. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And subscribe to us on YouTube. Please leave us a review and comment down below to tell us what you thought of the show. And remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FanFatalesPod for the latest updates. Now, Emma, where can the people find you on social media? My Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter are all at Emma, which is S-N-I-P-P-Y-E-M-N-A. What about you, Gabs? I'm at Gabby Jen pretty much everywhere. That's G-A-B-Y-J-E-N-T. Our editing is by the wonderful Carolyn Meyer. And as always, thanks for tuning in. Bye! You should push the subscribe to the right about.